This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, covering management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for growing your law firm. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Lake Orid in North Macedonia. We're here in the Balkans, and yesterday we drove over the mountains from Tirana, Albania, crossed the border, and came down here into this valley to this beautiful lake set within the mountains. It's chilly here this morning, so I'm inside looking out the window at the lake and talking to you rather than being outside walking where I'll be later this afternoon. It's time for your tech tip. I love the bleeding edge of technology. I'm always attracted to the new, new thing. I plead guilty to that. And I spend an inordinate amount of time perusing Product Hunt and Hacker News and Reddit, looking at new software products. And I find some really great things as I explore those sites and go look at the products. And too often, I sign up, I log in, I give that new, new thing a spin. I try it. It's fun. I enjoy it. And once in a while, I find something that's a keeper. But more often than not, I dig in and find out that my thrilling new thing is newer than I imagined. It's a little like an unripe piece of fruit. You see, there is this idea in the startup world which advocates for building what they refer to as a minimally viable product. That means that developers are encouraged to build something and release it out into the world even when it's only minimally viable. Usually, but not always, that means the product works, but it has minimal features and functionality. It's not fully fleshed out, and in many cases, it's not ready for prime time in a full-blown way. Quite often, the product is a subset of the features that the product might eventually, emphasis on might, eventually have one day. The product may well be a great idea, but it's not yet fully realized. It's a banana that hasn't been allowed to ripen. All too often, the product that we're looking at, it's underfunded. They don't have the money to pay developers to finish the product, and it may well be led by a software developer who might be working a full-time job doing something else. This may just be a side project, and you don't really know that when you spend your energy playing with it. The product that you're playing with isn't ready, and the fact is that it might not ever really be ready, and yet here you are using it. Now, that's fine if what the product does is amplify the volume on your MacBook or let you play the snake game on your phone or change the color of your cursor, something trivial. But it's less fine if the product is a database and you're using it to store some important data like your trust accounting information. Sites like Product Hunt, while they're a lot of fun, they make the new, new things look more ready for prime time than they might actually be. So before you commit to a software product and put your data in it and spend your time and energy on it, do some due diligence. The new new thing might be a faint and distant memory a few months from now when the developer fails to gain traction in the marketplace and decides to refocus on their real job. A nice website and a cool logo do not equal software that actually will get the job done for you and keep doing it. Be careful with the new new thing. That's your tech tip. 
And now for your moment of concise advice, a question. If I ask you about your big business obstacles, do you know the answer? For me, the top of the list nearly always came down to the challenge of finding great salespeople. That was always a struggle for us. We had lawyers with conversion rates ranging from 5% to 50%, and obviously, we wanted more of the 50% folks, and we wanted them doing all of our selling. But finding them, that was challenging. In fact, I never felt like I fully overcame or mastered that challenge, and I had that problem on my list of big obstacles. It was number one. My list was called my key frustrations list. It was a phrase that I borrowed from the e-myth, and it was quite simply a list of those key frustrations. Now, the book Traction, which has become a business Bible in many respects, it has a very similar list. The author refers to it quite simply as an issues list that That's a little bit less interesting title for the list, but it's the very same thing. It is the e-myth key frustrations list. I would suggest to you that you have a list of the big problems that you need to solve. Putting things on a list, it doesn't by itself solve the problems, but putting things on a list gets your brain working, functioning, thinking. Often that happens in the background and your brain keeps moving toward solutions to these problems that you put on the list. I kept my list tiny, usually just a few items, because I've got a tiny brain, and that tiny list helped me to get things done. So I suggest to you that you create your list. Call it whatever you like, but keep those issues front and center so that your brain will keep looking for solutions all day, every day. The list has the positive effect of keeping your brain working on solving the problems even when the rest of your brain is focused on other things. So create your list, and when someone asks you about your big business obstacles, well, then you'll know the answer. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Lake Orid in North Macedonia, thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there. I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.